Hey y'all. This is Talkin' Trash with Liv and Lizzie. The podcast where two friends show each other our silliest and most treasured movies. Each week we'll watch a beloved movie. No matter how corny, childish, or contrived. Sometimes a masterpiece with minor flaws. Other times a magnificent mess. Because one man's trash is Liv and Lizzie's treasure. the the dinosaur movie we're back dude i used to love that as a kid uh, and no, now scared the piss i realize like, like there are things I saw, I, I saw the scene where the guy like gets like devoured by the crows uh-huh. or whatever um yeah i heard that you too, too. Uh, <laughs> what was that um, um probably like a washer or dryer upstairs was yeah probably that noise um we're we're at my place today yes the little cottage core apartment. Oh, thanks. Um, but yeah, um, I feel like at some point we should watch that movie. <laughs> we'll see. Um, if it didn't pick up, I just, I just took a deep breath for courage. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was, yeah. it was the old man. The old man was terrifying. And yeah, then, he was really scary. And then the part where the dinosaurs like turn evil—that was scary. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What a goofy movie, too. Mm-hmm. It's, like, all over the place. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're not here to talk about We're Back Today. We're not. We're here to talk about a different movie. But first, Lizzie, how has your month been? Uh, kind of <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Um, just, just sort of nonstop. Yes. I think, I think that's how you felt as well. I yeah. Mean, um... I feel like I have had something every single weekend. Yes. Some sort of plan. Uh, Good thing from last weekend. Uh, Got the single dose vaccine on Saturday. I know you've gotten your two dose vaccines. Yeah, I am all vaccinated with the the visor. Visor? I have a really hard time. My brain always wants to say visor, Mm -hmm. like the thing you wear in your head. But it's visor. Visor. Um, But yeah, we are evacuated. Yep. Evacuated, uh, vaccinated. Hope. Oh my god, um, it has been a long couple weeks. Yes, um, I am tired, <laughs> but you know what? It's good. We're here. Mm-hmm. We're watching movies, and we are in fact back. So yes. thank you guys for your patience. Um, all like sixteen of you who listen. Woo. Um, we love oh, you. We happy appreciate St. you. Happy St. Patrick's Day to the six percent of you from Ireland. Right. If you're happy still there. St. Patrick's Day. Um, <laughs> this I, is when we are recording this, uh, and we'll yes, probably post it. It'll probably be Saturday, out on like Saturday, but, but um, hopefully. You had a wonderful St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's way more of an American thing, I think, than like an actual Irish thing. Yes. It's more like Irish folks came over to America and then they were like, let's celebrate being Irish. Yep. And then a bunch of Americans were like, you know what would sell leprechauns? Green beer. <laughs> um, but you know what? Oh, I'm not complaining. If we're still doing this in a year... 
We have to watch Luck of the Irish. Yes. Oh my lord. I love Luck of the Irish. It's so bad. I was a kid. I thought the guy in it was cute. Oh my god. He was so hot. I'm sure I'd look at it now and be like, you're an infant. He was literally like 12. (laughs) But when I was little, he was a dreamboat. Yes. Um, And then the punchline at the end where he talks about like going back to the shores of Lake Erie. Yep. And he's like, learn how to pronounce it. Boyo. It's Arrow. My dad's from from Cleveland. <laughs> it's so good. Um, yeah, that is that was a that was a wonderful film. Um, we are watching something that has green in it today. Ooh, we did it. It's sort of St. Patrick'sy related. <laughs> um, nice tie-in. <laughs> I'm trying. Um, we don't really have a vibe. The vibe is. Ramen? Uh, incoming ramen. Yeah. In, we yeah. ordered some ramen. Um, so. That's that's about. Yeah. Calamari is also Calamari, yes. I don't, this, this strikes me more as a calamari movie, even though I've never seen it, but. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little wacky. Yep. Um, but yeah, we thought we'd order from like a local place to support some um, kind of local Asian small businesses because, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, very uh, sad change of subject. But um, mm. you know, uh, it is. Last night, I guess there was um, a shooting in and in, in and around the Atlanta area, and um, it uh, was really terrible. And looks like it might have been a hate crime. So. Um, it's not a very big way to show a little bit of love to the mm-hmm. Asian community uh, here in the yeah. States. But, um, you know, just a little um, shout out. We love you guys. Yes, um, absolutely. We're sorry that someone sucked and did this horrible thing. Um, but hopefully, um, and I know this is not necessarily, you know something to make the hard time go away because this definitely won't but I hope we can maybe make you laugh for a few minutes to you know Mm. ease some of the crappiness of the whole thing yeah it's been it's been weird because the the past month has sort of been a reversal of the past year where um, up until today, it was just life that was busy mm-hmm. as opposed to like oppressive world issues. Yeah. Were, well, everyone was at home. So no, like it's weird. This is, I feel like there haven't been shooting. Like we, a, a year or two ago, I'd be like, oh, a shooting, like those happen. But mm-hmm. this year has been, everyone's been in quarantine. So it's been yeah. strange and that even, even like, those things seem like they haven't been yeah happening in the same way but i've i've been so personally busy that mm-hmm. i i haven't really felt a need to um you know uh either confront or escape larger like world problems for a minute yeah and so that just sort of came crashing back with startling clarity yeah this like oh yeah this the world we live in. Yep. 
this is why I've, you know, been simultaneously working very, very hard to educate myself mm-hmm. and read lots of things in the past year, but also why I've watched Kiki's Delivery Service five times and Howl's Moving Castle four times. Because sometimes, sometimes you gotta balance the, uh, the the real world confrontation with a little bit of escapism escape. to to get through the day. Yeah. Um, um, speaking of escapism, um, something else that happened that I wish I could escape. Um, so hopefully this will give you something to laugh at. Um, me, you can laugh <laughs> at me. <laughs> <laughs> Lizzie knows where this is going. I do. Um, so we were hanging out playing D&D last night, and um, we had, we were trying to make, like, green foods for St. Patrick's Day, so I was going to make guacamole. I could not find a ripe avocado anywhere. I bought a whole bag of avocados, and they were hard as bricks. And yeah, those were some of the hardest avocados I've ever tried to It was weird. Cut. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go, like, pick up some more avocados, and I get in the car... And I back out of my driveway, and I'm not even thinking, and I just plowed into Lizzie's car. So, yep. <laughs> you you make it sound like it wasn't drivable. It it's driving just fine. Our cars but, are both drivable. It's just uh, so you know you know that little piece of um, plastic along the rim around the wheel <laughs> flapping in the wind yeah last last night i was driving home and it was like off to the side of the car no <laughs> I, I got it i got it like there was just a little screw that had come loose and i got the screw back where it needs oh, to go okay. and so it's not it's no longer you know like an elegant you know scarf billowing out a train window in a period drama that's good <laughs> Um, we should watch Anna Karenina. I'm going to add that to my list. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so that's, that's been added to the list of adult things that we have to take care of is, uh, getting our cars fixed. Um, I do feel like an idiot. Lizzie has been very gracious about the whole thing. I've been kicking myself for the past like 48 hours. Because I, when I said last night that if our roles were reversed I would feel the exact same way it is uncanny how clearly I can picture in my mind how I would feel and be acting Mm -hmm. if our roles were reversed because they so easily could have been yeah this is 100% something I would do so are you ready for the worst thing so so I got my license I waited till I was 18 because they deducted like, I had to pay less for insurance yeah. if I did that. So, I, so that means that I have been driving for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I've been, at this point, in two, three accidents. Mm-hmm. I've been rear-ended a number of times. It has never been my fault. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've ever caused an accident. Mm-hmm. So I'm like... Damn it, my streak is over. And it wasn't even for like it, it wasn't even like an error on the road. It was and it was like all I had to do was look behind me, but I was like and just like plowed into the car. <laughs> and literally my first thought wasn't that I hit your car. It was, oh, Kyle left the trash can in the driveway. And then I turned around and Jenny went, Jen, our friend Jenny was in the car with me and she went, um, <laughs> I 
Oh my god. And then Megan, I, our friend Megan. I can hear that too. Our friend Megan ran out to ask me to like pick something else up from the store. And we rolled down the window and she like went to say, hey, can you get? And I just said, I hit, I hit Lizzie's car. I hit her car. And Megan went, okay. Um, so are you not going to the store? <laughs> So she she came running back in, and uh, I explained. She, she was just very fast. She was like, "Okay, so Liv's staying here. I'm going to the store." And uh, and then she very quietly to me went. She kind of clipped your car and then <laughs> left. And, and your husband was like, "What?" And I was, <laughs> and I was like. I will let Liv tell him what happened. I'm just going to walk out and be like, hey, it's whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was okay about it at first. Yeah. But it, the funny thing, though, is I was like, oh, I don't think it scratched up my car at all. And he was like, <laughs> um, and then he pointed. And there was like this big scratch on the side of my car. And he was just like, did you use your eyes? And I was like, I looked at the back, which is where I thought I hit it. Because I hit it, like, on the side, kind of. I don't know. Anyways, chaos. Which segue... Nice segue. ...is a good theme for our movie tonight. Nice segue. So, um, tonight, we are watching um, The Mask, like, with Jim Carrey. Mm -hmm. That came out in 1994. Wow. Also stars Cameron Diaz. Um... So I guess I will go ahead and tell you the synopsis, Mm -hmm. and then you can tell me what you're expecting, and then we'll talk about critic reviews. Okay. Um, So this film is about a dude named Stanley Ipkiss, who um, is just kind of like a normal, everyday dude. He's like a little, he's like an accountant or something like that. I don't remember. Um, But he like has all these dreams of what he wants to do and be, and he's like too scared to go out and do anything. Um, and then he finds this mask, and it is a mask. Um, it's like an ancient Norse mask that belonged to Loki. Mm-hmm. And if you put it on, it just, like, unleashes chaos and, like, kind of reveals, like, your inner chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, so different people react differently when they wear the mask. Um, but, of course, Jim Carrey puts it on and just becomes this, like, weird cartoon character and it's just the most Jim Carrey of Jim Carrey movies. It's everything that you want from a Jim Carrey film. Um, and it's very cartoony. And here's, well, you, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you. Um, I'm going to tell you my concerns about the film in a moment. But it's rated PG-13. It was directed by Charles Russell. Um, and uh, yeah, that's The Mask. Mm-hmm. Starring Jim Carrey. So, what are you expecting? So, um, I the reason why I feel like I have like weird um, tangential memories of this is I know it was on TV all the time as a kid, mm-hmm. but it also frightened the daylights out of me whenever I saw a commercial for it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but I, so I'm expecting to feel a little bit of that. Um, not uncanny valley that's not the right word but that kind of like 90s cg discomfort yes um, that is actually what i was gonna say i'm worried about yeah. i'm worried that it's not gonna that it didn't age well 
particularly in the CGI department. Yeah. I will say it's probably better that it's more cartoony. Mm-hmm. That tends to work out a little bit better. That's true. Um, I am expecting uh, at least one, but if I'm being honest, probably two or three nut shots in this movie. Um, I don't remember, but that probably is right. Yeah, and it's going to be followed with that, like, tonk. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I expect Cameron Diaz, unfortunately, to be boring as toast because she's a love interest in a 90s comedy. Can I level with you? Yeah. Um, well, I, I guess I'm leveling with our listeners. Um, because when I pulled it up on... Uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes to look at the cast and they said Cameron Diaz was in it, I literally went, what? Cameron Diaz was in it? I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. And I think that speaks volumes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think she's going to wear a uh, red spaghetti strap dress at some point in this movie. It'll be a short spaghetti strap I dress. I don't remember but... if it's red, but I guarantee you there is a short spaghetti strap 90s yeah. dress. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 90s hair, 90s makeup, thin eyebrows. Yep. So thin. Um, um, I expect there to be um, some really wackadoodle music changes. Mm-hmm. Um, I... The music's pretty fun. I remember that. Here's the thing. I have no idea what the central conflict of this movie is. Hey, oh, the ramen's here. Yes, I just heard the <laughs> Um I don't have no idea what the central conflict will, of this will be. Um, but I can't, that's kind of the one thing that like I really like. I don't know what it's going to be. Okay, so, yeah. Those are my thoughts. Uh, tell me uh, critic reviews while I yes. fetch the ramen. So, um, yeah. And, and I will add, um, I have not seen this movie since I was little. So there is admittedly a chance that it has not aged well in other ways that I just don't remember. Um, but I remember really liking it. So I'm hoping that I feel the same. Um, this is one of those weird things where it actually has a higher critic review than it does an audience review, which doesn't happen very frequently. It only has a 68% audience review, um, which is still not bad. Um, and it's a 77% tomato meter. It's uh, certified fresh, which very much shocks me. Most of the critics actually seem to like this film. Um, can I, so here's, here's my kind of like two cents on that is that it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that much because I have a feeling because it's so cartoony mm-hmm. that this movie is going to be very meta and it's going it to is be, a little meta it's yeah it's going to be very cartoon commentary and they're gonna be like oh, it's a love letter to cartoons yes Which, that's exactly what it is there's nothing hollywood loves more than, than itself that's true it's very so. self-referential um i think i think you really hit the nail on the head there um um and most of them kind of say the same same thing, which is basically um, like uh, Mike Massey. I don't know who he is, but he writes, uh, what an absolutely perfect role for the out-of-control, rubber-faced Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah, this, this, this is... is This is Jim Carrey at his Jim Carrey-ness. Yes. Um, before Jim Carrey, like, tried to do things that weren't comedy, mm-hmm. um, this is, like, quintessentially Jim Carrey. Yeah. Um... So, yeah. 
without further ado. I am excited. The mask. Woo. Woo. That was a mask. Yeah. Yeah. So, what did you think of it? Um, I didn't think it was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought uh, it was very 90s. Oh, God, yes. Um, definitely, I, I don't think, you said you were worried that it aged poorly and Mm -hmm. in some ways yeah it is by no means a woke film no but i don't i it didn't age as bad as i thought it might yeah i i was i didn't watch this and feel offended right right and i i don't think there were very many moments when i laughed out loud but there were moments that entertained me Mm -hmm. and brought me joy yeah some of the things that i like about this film um in a lot of ways this film just plays directly into all the tropes. You know, it's not mm-hmm. it's not trying to break any molds. Um, you've got nice guy, man, baby, Stanley Ipkiss, mm-hmm. who lets people walk all over him and yet feels like, I like I don't know, he, he like is like doing nice things for women to play the long game and get them to like date mm-hmm. him and stuff. Um, but when he just like, treats one like a person she's like I like you and that's really all it took um and you know my favorite trope and we'll talk about this probably more in a minute Mm -hmm. but but a nice guy with uh uh intelligent dog companion um the dog was the best part of this best part of this movie I love Milo I'm not even one of those people that automatically loves dog movies Mm -hmm. or like oh it's a trained dog act I love it this dog, this dog was better directed than Cameron Diaz. Yes. <laughs> and a better actor than Cameron Diaz in this film. And Cameron yes. Diaz is not a bad actress at all. No, she was just they, horribly written and horribly directed. Yeah, they gave her nothing to work with. Um, yeah. But yeah, this dog, the dog is great. Um, uh, the, the generic white, maybe like ambiguously Italian-American bad guy with his multicultural mm. gang of I, bank robbers that started with uh Hans Gruber. I think I think I mentioned that. I when you were you were like listing all the all the guys you're like you're like yeah or cuz cuz I think I said first I'm like, "Oh, he has a diverse crew. There's his like black guy right-hand man." And then you pointed out later you're like, "There's always one that has long hair." And long I said, blonde yeah, hair." Long blonde hair and I said, "Yeah, it's yeah. It's the Hans Gruber crew that everyone is trying there's to always, replicate. There's always a black one, two or three Hispanic ones, the one Asian guy, and then like the one beefy white guy and the mm-hmm. one white guy with long hair. Yeah, and, and the that beef- is the like ni- 80s and 90s. Beefy white guys always evil, bald. Always bald. And that is like the evil gang in mm-hmm. every 80s and 90s film. Yep. Um,. And it probably did start with Die Hard. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, even even down to, like, you know, the guy who's, who's the one who dies being, like, the glasses guy who's the 
hacker who's going to he's like the yep. the doctor is ready to operate i'm like you are you are you're the guy dead. from die hard yeah you're gonna die because people like you yeah. um but yeah that was definitely a big trope that yeah. they use the like asshole best friend yeah that's a 90s he's... trope he didn't bother me that much, really. He was He's a little, all right. He was a little inconsistent, but not too bad. Yeah. Um, but I don't get why that person... Like, what you always notice is in every 90s movie, if it's a girl-centric film, the girl, the main girl character is absolutely beautiful, and her best friend is much less attractive, mm-hmm. but very supportive and funny. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, the guy best friend is always just like... A not very good person. Yes. And yet he's supposed to somehow be like the lovable asshole. But usually I'm just like, why do you choose to hang out with this person? Mm-hmm. Like, like one of the first scenes, they like go to a nightclub together and his friend like leaves him behind and goes yeah. into the club. And then Stanley doesn't get to go in. The bouncer stops him at the door and nobody bothers to check on Stanley. Yeah. Like and see if he made it in. And I'm just sitting there like, yeah. this guy's your best friend? And, and it it really goes to show that, like, it was meant to play up the, oh, feel bad for Stanley. It really nice is. Guy yeah. Finishes last. When that was the literal name of the article he wrote was nice guys finish last. Yes. And, and, and we said this to each other. In real life, if Stanley wants a girlfriend, yeah. Stanley would have a girlfriend. Well, real life self-proclaimed nice guys are not like Stanley. Real life self-proclaimed nice guys like will say something horribly sexist mm-hmm. and then be like, "Why won't you date me? I'm a nice guy." Mm-hmm. And it's like, "No, you're not." Yeah, but this but this movie kind of plays into a lot of those yeah. ideas. Like mm-hmm. Stanley obviously thinks that a girl doesn't like him because he likes cartoons or mm-hmm. he he has a boss who talks down yeah. to him. Like, but. None of those things are true. Right. I will say this movie had me going because when the plucky reporter woman came in, I was like... That is the one place where it really messes with the tropes and yes. I like it. I was like, well, he's definitely not going to get Cameron Diaz because she's just using you. You go, oh, Cameron Diaz is the femme fatale, so mm-hmm. she can't be nice. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, the plucky redhead reporter. She's going to be the love interest. Yes. And then you find out she's actually the bad one, and Cameron Diaz is like, is like the bad girl with a heart of gold who's just stuck in a crappy situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was I do like that, and then it I like too that like it kind of feels like once the movie really gets going, it takes a while to like really get its feet under it. Like the first half is mm-hmm. kind of meh. But then once it really gets going, it's like, instead of being like a, oh, why can't the nice guy get a girl? Instead, it ends up being like, hey, Stanley isn't just a nice guy. Stanley is a guy who's been bullied his whole whole life and doesn't understand how to set boundaries or stick up for himself. And as soon as he learns to do that, he suddenly has a happy, healthy life. And he's able to, like, take the good things that the Mm -hmm. mask taught him forward. Like, I, I appreciate that this movie really was a, a you know, confidence-building 
story. Mm -hmm. But the thing was, it wasn't just that confidence is sexy. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't like... the, the, The story arc wasn't... You know, Cameron Diaz learns to like him because mm-hmm. he's more confident now. Not to mm-hmm. say that confidence isn't attractive. For many people, it very much is. Mm-hmm. But it, it was really about, um, you know, the the whole the whole idea of no, it's it's him empowering himself. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, though, if I had to explain to you in, like, essay format why Cameron Diaz's character likes him, I, oh, could, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Only because I don't see that from her end. Yeah. Like, he's a likable guy. Yeah. Um, but I, I do agree with you there. I will say, this, this, this is kind of a, a change in topic, but speaking of their relationship, um, I know you'll think that I'm exaggerating. The, the scene in the park... Where he shows up in his French getup, and he says some innuendos. Oh! My, oh! My, I watched this as a child. Who let me do that? My shin <laughs> dropped. Hit my chest. It was it was like the scene when he's in the club, and I was like, I don't remember what he said. He talks I, about his croissant, which we all know what that means. He said something about spreading. I can't even. <laughs> I can't even say it. I can't even. I'm like, oh because, my god! Because I, I genuinely think that was the nastiest thing I've ever heard said. That may have been in a movie. Like, yeah, in a movie, maybe ever. I just, I don't know why. That, that like was made the thing. Shakespeare look a little tame. It was very, <laughs> it was very in your face, and it's funny because I had forgotten that that was there. Oh, um, and then I was right because then she needed him in the nuts because yes, there the was 90s. a nut shot. There was a red. Uh, spaghetti strap dress. Within like the first three minutes. First time she's introduced. Yeah. Um, there's a jacket with little embroidered roses on it. There is a um, another spaghetti strap, strap dress that is gold. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the like chunky highlights that were popular in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Pencil thin eyebrows on everybody. Oh, oh. Um, the reporter who is doesn't have as thin of eyebrows um she's really pretty but she's she's freaking made marion from robin Hood. oh Men yeah I, I looked we were that like, up where have we seen her before? i looked that up i was like yep oh it would um, be terrific you know what's <laughs> the quote from that that i say all the time that's not actually funny but i just like how she says it she goes oh i'm so, so happy, happy. <laughs> i love that part um oh okay here was another thought i had that i i didn't say out loud um the ending of this movie is just the ending of Aladdin. Yeah. We have to sneak around the bad guy to get the magical item. Yeah. He doesn't have his magic powers anymore. The trapped girl distracts yep. bad guy with a kiss. Yes. And that's how we get the magical item back. And the beginning of this movie is just, it's a wonderful life. That was hilarious. The, when and you, you really hit the nail on the head with like why critics like like this movie. It is so self-referential. Him winning the Oscar. That, that part's really funny. That actually was like the, the funny Turn part of that. Turn we come home this Christmas. <laughs> that. How Scarlet, I do give a damn. Okay, now I, got, I do gotta be honest. That, I'm, I, I was not a fan of just the back-to-back-to-back, uh... Quotes. Quote, yeah. Quotes and, and impressions. Maybe if it was like the costumey thing where there was a costume change every time that almost like Bugs Bunny ish. You thought it like wasn't big enough almost? Almost. It was and yeah. it was also just like what what? Why? 
Um, and also with Bugs Bunny, every time, if, if we're comparing this to cartoons, every time he impersonated someone, mm-hmm. he was pretending to be someone. Right. And there would just be times when he would just quote things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't really get why you're quoting that. But the, the Oscar thing was funny when he, he started to walk off the wrong way and then turned <laughs> in oh, like way, and then it was the gun. <laughs> that was funny. That, that was funny. That was really funny. Um, Cuba Pete is... Oh, that scene was great. Goofy, but unfortunately <laughs> it's one of my favorite parts of the movie. It's it's just good. Yeah, um, so so again, it was very likable. Jim yeah. Carrey is extremely likable. Um, one of the things that we mentioned about Jim Carrey that was kind of fun is we kind of talked about, like, he's a lot cuter mm-hmm. than we remembered him being. He's a good-looking he, man. He hasn't aged poorly, really. I mean, he no. still looks okay, yeah. but it's just funny because I'm so used to seeing him be weird yeah that i forget that when he's not doing strange things with his face he's actually a decently attractive guy yeah um but yeah um i'm trying to think if i had any other um big standout thoughts this here. probably won't be one of our longest episodes i feel like there's not as much to say i no, mean no I, I i will i will say i i would I, I feel like I could write, like, a whole video essay about, like, the trope of the nice guy in the mask. And oh, of how course. It, how, it, how it both, pro, like, kind of projects it, but then also turns it on its head a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, I did enjoy this movie. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be one that I, like, rush back to. This is one that if you're not intentionally showing it to people, you don't watch it unless it comes on TV as a rerun. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, I don't go, ooh, I want to watch The Mask. But if it's on, I'll sit down and watch it. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, I didn't say not this. Not that I do that anymore. <laughs> I didn't say this. Suits were fire. And I already knew those. Right? I already knew those costumes were right? iconic. But when he showed up in the pinstripe one at the end, I was like, okay, that's actually, like, a yeah. dope suit. And one of the, I think I told you this, but one of the drag queens uh, from RuPaul's Drag Race season 13, mm-hmm. they had an all-yellow week. And so everybody came out wearing like cute little yeah. yellow outfits and then she just walks out with like a green face <laughs> and she turned it into like a skirt suit, but mm-hmm. it was still the like yellow iconic suit. That is actually pretty And cool. it was really fun. Yeah. I, I had nothing but good things to say about it. I was like, yeah. okay, okay. Um, yeah. I think those were all the big moments <laughs> that, uh, that stood out to me. Yeah. So... So, overall, um, what would you rate this film? Um, I would rate this film, um, uh, probably three out of five rubber chickens stuffed down my pants. (laughs) You know what I just realized? (laughs) I should have used that for when we watched, uh, the Gonzo movie. Three, oh my god, like you're three right. out of, that, that probably would have been more like two out of five rubber chicken stuffed down the That's pants. That's true. But... Um, <laughs> this one for me is also a three out of five, but I'm going to give it three out of five uh, big Milo jumps. Oh my gosh, he jumped so oh, high. Oh, trope. Another trope. Why are all 90s dogs Jack Russell Terriers? I said that. I said we were watching it. I was was like, it oh, look, Wishbone it's... or My Dog Skip that started it? Ooh, I would have to look at a timeline there. I'm not sure. But wait, wasn't it, wasn't my dog Skip a beagle? No, he was a, he was Jack Russell, wasn't he? I don't remember. I'm Googling it. I don't remember. Hold on. Wishbone is my boy, though. My dog 
give. Have you watched the Pride and Prejudice Wishbone? Um, it's really good. He's one of my favorite Mr. Darcy's. The Sherlock Holmes one is good. Ooh, you know what my favorite one was? The Tom Sawyer one? Yeah. I love that one. So cute. Yeah, he is a Jack Russell Terrier. He's freaking... Oh, I was just wrong. He's a little... Yeah, there he is. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Well, Jack Russell. Um, but yeah. So, uh... Was Kevin Bacon? I don't In My Dog Skip? I don't remember My Dog Skip at all. I remember it ended sad, and then I just, like, blocked it from my I mind. I think that's what everyone did. It It's funny. There's sad... Do- like, the sad dog movie... Everyone has one sad dog movie that they kept watching, mm-hmm. but all the other ones, you just block. And so mine was Old Yeller, and it's honestly the only sad dog movie that I ever have any interest in watching. Mine, I don't know if it counts as a sad dog movie, was Homeward Bound. That counts. Okay. Because, <laughs> see, I... I've seen Homeward Bound. It's fine. Oh, God. I have no interest in watching it ever again. When, when Hater. <laughs> <laughs> Which, funnily enough, is exactly how Uncle Ben says it when he's dying yes. in Sam Raimi's spider Oh, no. <laughs> That's all I can think about. Peter. What is the dog's name? Shadow. That's right. How do I remember this? I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I think I blocked that from my mind, too. I don't have... My most, like... My strongest memory of like a sad dog story was not actually a movie, it was a book. Which one? Where the Red Fern Grows. Oh girl, that book was great. That book messed me up. Mm -hmm. I remember I was reading it, I was at my grandparents' house and I was sitting on on a couch. They had like a little study, like a little book room. I was sitting there reading it. My grandfather walked in and I was like weeping, like like ugly, like And he was like, what's wrong? And I just held up the book. He just yeah. like left and got me ice cream and came back. Oh. And that was, <laughs> that was, there That's was no cute. conversation. There was just a, oh, the dog died. Okay, <laughs> we've got this. Yep. Oh, God. Big Dan and Little Ann. Yep. Yeah. Um, I will never, ever, ever forget that story. Mm. Messed me up so bad. Yeah. Good news is the dog does not die in this one. I there was a point where someone You were like, he's still gonna die. Well because because a generic bad guy drew a knife and the dog was running back up with a mask, and I guess I envisioned in my head like him throwing the knife and it cutting to Jim Carrey yelling, No and then the mask skittering across the floor, but the dog wasn't there, like he was gonna and I, I looked at you and I said, if the dog dies in this, our friendship is over. <laughs> I will never forgive you. I will try very hard to never show you a film where dogs die. I'm not here I, for that. Yeah. I, I, see, it's, it's not I don't that, like dog dying movies. It's not that I'm never here for it. It's that it has to be the right kind of movie. Like, it... It has to earn it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm not here for it. And I I understand that. Yeah. I, I, like it's one of those things yeah. where I'm like, cool. There's a reason why there's websites that tell us when this is happening. Yeah. If it's not for you, it's not for you. So for you, I know not to show you any of my favorite like really scary horror films. Mm-hmm. For me, just don't show me the dog dying, and we're cool. good. Yeah. Done. 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 So I know you're probably gonna ask me what we have next, but I don't actually know. Okay. I have a list. But you're also here at my house, so I talked about just pulling out my DVD basket and being like, look, look with your special eyes. My brand. (laughs) Um, Hopefully these are your brand. Um, Dude, I... 
you, you talked about I need to show you movies that you don't like. But, like, I there's two movies, but one is, like, I know you won't like it. And then the other one is, like, I think you will love it, but I've also just had an itch to watch it again. Which one? Are so, they? we talked earlier, I quoted Jimmy Neutron, and you were like... I, I know that I'm not going to like that. I don't like Jimmy Neutron. I love Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> so, that would be the one that I think you would hate. Okay. But, I also really want to watch um, Down With Love With You, which I don't think you've seen. I don't think I've heard of it. And, nope, very few... Well, I say very few people have. I haven't met very many people who know this movie. And it's amazing and I don't know how it flew under every single person's radar huh. but it is the it is the rom-com of rom-coms it is the once in future rom-com okay so uh if- I'm that person who's like um I don't know about rom-coms I'm like picky about rom-coms I love rom-coms mm-hmm. I'm a basic bitch when it comes to a good rom-com yeah I'm not picky I I pretend to be picky Mm-hmm. But honestly, my bar is so low. Mm-hmm. Just convince me they're in love and we're fine. Okay. So, but if that that is if we don't find anything in in the box in the box in the basket. Okay. Okay. Or, so we'll uh, we'll it, mystery mystery box for next cool. week. I guess. So tune in next week to find out what we pull out of the box. So long, farewell. To you, my friends. What? Do you know that his daughter's on TikTok? No. And she was like, my dad was in that weird Disney Channel show, Out of the Box. <laughs> and millennials just went nuts and like started spamming her videos with like, show us your dad. We love him. And then he came out in a video. And I lost my mind. Send me that. I need that. Oh my, my god. <laughs> he was like he was like, hi guys, and I just was like Ugh. <laughs> I love out of the box so much. My my brothers would watch everything on on like Disney morning Saturdays, which was for like little little kids, and I was mm-hmm. like, this is dumb. But then, then out, out of, of the box, box would come on, I'd sit down and be like pretend I didn't like it, but you know I like oh, it. Oh no, out of the box. Out of the box. Out of the box. Out, out of the, the box. box. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to pull a movie out of the box, um, and you'll find out what it is next week. All righty. Well, Thanks for tuning in with us. Woo. Woo. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hopping in the trash can with us. Give this week's movie a watch and tell us what you think. And let us know what movies you think are trashy treasure. Maybe we'll give it a watch. Follow us on Twitter at Liv and Lizzie to tell us your thoughts. And remember, no matter how trashy you feel, you are deeply treasured. Bye!